0: are you well i am very good pork how are you i'm not too bad i think i, I sort of shouted that at you there I've a, uh, a bit of the, feed, the feedback else. that i've got today is that you're louder than me so i've turned up my volume uh, a wee bit but uh, <laughs> potentially too much i'll hold the microphone further away from my face <laughs> i actually was
1: searching around i have a microphone that i started using uh, during the first lockdown but uh, i've misplaced it so because i, I listened back to our, our episode last week and i'm a wee bit I'm a wee bit blurrier than you, you're nice and crisp
0: and clear, so I'll I'm dig that a, I'm just easier to listen to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm loud and unclear, is that what I'm getting here?
0: Well, you're that's the words that you're using. <laughs> right. Whatever, whatever. Today is a, a topic which you have proposed, and time and wise, it's absolutely beautiful, and I'll explain why once you that. flesh it out.
1: So today's topic, we're going to talk about self-care. Everything in that entails what it means to me and you, uh, what sort of things that we put into practice ourselves, things that we've heard of other people using to great effect, and maybe just some advice on, on what way people could approach their own self-care. And I realize it is quite topical for you because I've seen you posting about an event coming up in your gym. Uh, do you want to let us know a wee bit about it?
0: Yeah, well, if you're listening to this pre-7 o'clock on Wednesday evening, we have little penny thoughts, a friend of both myself and Niles and Akele coming down to do her wellness from within tour, all about <clears throat> building resilience and her confidence, setting goals and just living a, a more optimistic life. If you're listening to this after 9 PM on Wednesday, you missed a deadly event, sweet. It was class. <laughs>
1: you can forecast. that already.
0: I know it's going to be. I've done two of these with Annette in the past and have always been very, very good. So, i'm looking forward to it and that's why the pocket uh, she's full of energy like she always leaves the room feeling better of herself. you'd think we'd coordinated and planned this this, but we're not that organized no
1: (laughs) (laughs) i I I didn't know anything about your event when i suggested this
0: self-care then. now hollywood what does it what does it mean to you
1: well i was i was intending to start with you but you threw me under the bus here but thanks for that anyway um I suppose self care to me, I, 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 took a big look at self care whenever we entered into lockdown number one. I was already doing plenty of what I would call self development. Um, throughout my, my older years, or as I get a bit older and longer in the tooth and a wee bit wiser. So self development is always something I sort of attacked head on, just wanted to become better and better and better in any way or shape or, or form. It, it didn't seem to matter. Whether it be as a businessman or, or an, an athlete. I'll put that, you can't see that there, but they're air quotes <laughs> on the podcast. When I say athlete, a former Gaelic footballer, um, and just as a father, as a man, as a partner. So self development was a big thing for me, but self care, I don't, I don't know if I would have thought much about it until we had lockdown number one. Uh, and everybody's routines and everybody's lives and everybody's maybe careers as well were thrown into disarray. And I, for one, uh, I know that we spoke about this early in, in lockdown. Like I, for one, reacted quite surprisingly for me. I didn't, I didn't think, I thought I was quite unshakable, but I was quite shakable <laughs> and I was shook. And I looked around me and I saw the world crumbling in March 2020 and it scared the living shit out of me. I'll be honest with you. I looked at my family, I looked at my home and I looked at my business and I thought, how the hell am I going to get through this? How are we going to get to the other side of this? The, the clouds looked very dark and lumen. All around, um, and it wasn't for a few days. It genuinely rocked me to the point where I couldn't sleep. I was waking up like I—I I call this is pretty sick. So if you're eating your dinner, sorry. Um, there was days in a row I wake up and I would panic vomit. Sheer panic uh, would over override my uh, digestive system, and I couldn't start the day until I'd uh, express that <laughs> in a in a quite a literal term. So. A few days into lockdown, I thought this kids can't go on. I'm exhausted. I'm at the end of my tether. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what ends up. Um, so I, I I decided I had a whiteboard on my, on my wall in my bedroom at that time, in our bedroom. And, uh, I decided to write down five things that I needed to do every day in order to get to the end of the day and feel good and to feel okay. Um, and th- that's my first, that was my first real dabble into self care. Uh, Before that, I'd done a bit of meditation. I'd done a bit of uh, yoga, tried different things, but with no real rhyme or reason. It was just something I thought successful people did. You heard about these entrepreneurs uh, meditating for 30 minutes in the morning or whatever. And I thought that that sounds good, that if they're doing it, it sounds like a good idea. But it wasn't
0: successful habits or of successful people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It wasn't until the shit hit the fan that I sort of looked at myself and said, Big lad, you need to take care of yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to be fit to care of anybody in your circle, and that's not acceptable for me. Like, I, I, I see myself as a, as a provider and a, and a, and a carer in my family. So, for me, not to look after myself to the point where I wasn't going to be looking after anybody else, that wasn't an option. So, once I started putting a wee bit of dedicated effort and thought into it, it changed. It changed my outlook completely. I actually came out of lockdown. With a very different outlook on things, um, but yeah, that's my basic uh, encapsulation of, of self care. What would you, what would you, what would you sort of see it as?
0: Well, unfortunately, I'm gonna regurgitate what you just said there <laughs> because mm-hmm. I would have been very much of the same mindset of as an adult and a sort of an entrepreneur and someone who's trying to grow a business that have been growth mindset orientated trying to learn and better myself and probably to the detriment of my self-care and not maybe a million miles away from the way you felt once the lockdowns all hit and the gym was closed and the, the uncertainty which that caused because and I don't want to over mention an overstate identity because we talked about it in both of the first podcasts but it is a theme as as people who work with with clients who want to better themselves identity is something that'll pop up then again the gym was my identity that was me and whenever the gym was closed it shut me down and it probably took me a wee bit longer than the first few days that you maybe you're a bit quicker (laughs) took me longer to work out (laughs) we were were in big bother here i i spent the night in the hospital, I'd tell you that before. Like, I had an anxiety attack. I think, I think. Well, that's what the nurse thought. I thought I was having a heart attack, but <laughs> both of my parents have had heart problems, and I thought, "Oh Jesus, this is it? I'm goner. I'm having a heart attack here." But the nurse sort of thought maybe that this was actually an anxiety attack with everything that was going on, and she was probably right. So that definitely made me pause for thought and reflect about who I was. And what I was doing to myself. And it was probably the start of my appreciation of, of self-care is really just looking after yourself, isn't it? Purposefully looking after Absolutely yourself. Not. So even noticing things like how I'm a better person for spending a bit of time outside every day. I just um nicer to be around if I have been outside. Simple things like that knowing what works for you knowing if you if you need a bit of time to yourself like i've tried meditating a few times and i just it does nothing for me i can't like uh, jujitsu is my meditation because it's like we spoke about last week you're all in fully present and i think that's generally what meditation is where you're in the moment present
1: yeah just zoning in on that one thing or thought or breath or practice or whatever it is and and drowning out everything
0: else and there's loads of things like you know setting daily tasks just having a bit of structure and knowing what the the purpose i think purpose is a big part of it self-care is about having purpose in the actions that you take and for me it was i realizing that i need to do x y or z we've coined the frame not we like i have adapted the the term anchors So health anchors and business anchors and and whatever else that is essentially that is self-care because you're ensuring that you do these things each week, whatever that may be for you as an individual, that'll look after you and that'll make sure that you're you're in a good place come the end of the week.
1: Yeah, those are your non-negotiables that you know that if you tick those boxes, no matter what else happens, you've controlled whatever you can control. And that's ultimately, that's what it's about. Like if you've taken care of your side of things, it's really then just about how you react to everything else that comes along after that. And if you've given yourself as much in the way of self-care as you possibly can, then you're better placed to react to whatever does come along. So you're not going to be as maybe emotional or, or reactionary to whatever does come along if you've taken that time and given yourself that space to do the things. Like the silly wee things that i done during lockdown and they sound silly, but genuinely if I tick these five things off my list every day, I went to bed with without a nap in my stomach and able to sleep and able to get up the next morning without running to the bathroom. Um, it was one uh, get outside for at least ten minutes every day and just get outside into the fresh air, the sunlight, uh, or the rain or whatever it was, and just get the wind on your face and the light in your your on your face. Uh, stretch or move every day. It didn't didn't matter what it was. Just had to move my body every day for at least ten minutes. I had to read for ten minutes every day. Um, now at that time, we were all locked in and we we're doing a very little. So this might sound like all 10 minutes adding up, but we had very little to bet. At that time, we were resuming. Uh, banana bread. Banana bread. <laughs> Fourth thing I had to do was I had to hug all my children and, all, and my wife. And in that time, when I was panicking and worrying about everything, that physical contact with someone that you loved was enough to pull me back to an even keel. And I can't overstate how important that was to me. I was running, I was, I was chasing them around the house, looking to hug off them because that just anchored me back down. It grounded me again. And it gave me another way of looking at things is these are the people that I'm here to, to look after and to, and to, to be with. And um, whatever else happens, you pull yourself through this because these are the people that are going to end up needing you.
0: Hubs and they're under, underrated. Holy
1: moly. Um, number and five has gone clean out of my head. By the way, I, I'm glad you interjected there. Because ah, you're, you're, you're
0: think, thinking about hugging me. Did you know <laughs> that to get the full effect of a hug, to get the, the positive hormonal response, the hug needs to last eight seconds? You
1: know? I thought you were going to say something kinky, like it has to be with tops off. <laughs> <laughs> belly to belly.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's personal preference. <laughs> <laughs> Number five will
1: come to me at some point, but I can't remember. Do you have any non-negotiables that like, do you want to share with us what your non-negotiables are like? Do you have any on the top of your head?
0: Well, just that getting outside. Um, I feel like I've got my two litre and a half bottles of water in front of me. It's, it is such small things when you say them out loud. Someone's probably thinking, I do be outside, I do drink water, but yeah. sometimes you don't. And unless you make a point of doing it, you're probably the worse off. So mm-hmm. I would try and consume a lot of fluids early in the day um i do try and make a couple of thing a couple of notes in the morning that i'm gonna do as the day goes on or it means it just means at the end of the day i can do a quick review of how's the day went and it has it been a, a positive day or a negative day have i learned of a field or have i moved forward and yeah. i don't know if that even counts as self-care but it feels like it's sort of setting me up to do better and, and you, remind,
1: you reminded me of my fifth one which was a brain dump at the end of the day so anything that was playing on my mind I would jot it down on the whiteboard and I would get up the next morning and if it wasn't a big deal I would wipe it off and if it was a big deal I would try and tackle it that day so thanks for reminding me yeah. um, the, only thing I, the only thing I don't like about self care these days um, is well in my opinion the, there's different things that people do um, to make themselves feel better but I don't think that self-care is a day in the spa. I think it's self-care is that is self-care, but I don't think it's the self-care that people need to be maybe focusing more on. I think self-care that's gonna really benefit you are the wee small things you dot in throughout the day, where you're actually you're you're basically I hate the word, but you're manifesting the feelings that you want to have throughout the day. You're manifesting the type of day that you want to have by dotting it throughout your day. So rather than waiting once every blue moon and jetting off to the Galgorm. Shameless plug. If anybody wants to give us a free Galgorm <laughs> voucher, <laughs> uh, me and Horik will head up for a spot. Eh? <laughs> self-care. Hashtag self-care. But I, the wee things that you do day in, day out are going to mean so much more than the blue moon um, night out or night in the spa or, or whatever. So I, it's it's those wee incremental things that add up in the long term and they will make you feed so much better. I accept- also
0: think that there's... um. An idea that self-care is about doing things. It's always Mm -hmm. about adding this and doing that and what else can I do to look after myself. Sometimes it's about doing less and it's about protecting yourself. You're protecting your inputs. So a lot of it's focused on outputs. What else can I do here? A very, very useful piece of self-care is to limit your screen time and try and avoid being just brought down by the muck on social media you know that comparison highlight reel like that that in itself is a very very efficient way of of protecting your energy and your mood so if you're if you're thinking jesus i don't know if i could be bothered doing all that getting outside and drinking loads of water in the morning or writing lists and things you don't have to but if you begin to maybe protect the stuff that's coming in do a social media call and then do it, maybe a put a there's apps that can control the amount of time that you're on certain things put that I'm in honest. place and see see how that goes for you and i'd be fairly sure that you will be the better of it
1: that's one of the most therapeutic things i do on social media is periodically go through it and axe anybody or anything that i don't need to be seeing it's not that i've fallen out with you i just don't need to see what's going on day to day i don't need to see you complaining about things because it affects my mentality too so um if you haven't heard from me in a while, i've probably stopped following you
0: <laughs> how, how have I,
1: survived? I have no <laughs> idea
0: i just mute your videos <laughs> uh, through, through the net just slipping Fair. through the net
1: i'm gonna move on the questions i know we're on a bit of a time schedule today so this is they, they, that was a nice deep that was deep enough sat there like but this is this i want this another level deeper now so It's not in the, in the same vein as self care, but it's, it's basically, I want you to look within yourself and give us a proper, horrific Grimes answer. So what is one time in your life where you were faced with this, faced with a challenge or faced with a situation where you genuinely thought, this is the making or the breaking of me. This is, this is tough. This, I don't know. I don't know if I'll get through this. I don't know. I don't know what's going to be the, I don't know what's going to be the outcome here. Um, what was some of a, a moment in your life that challenged you to your very core? How did you get through it, and what traits do you think it brought out in you? And all right, just give us give us a good. give us a good. <laughs> this is a deep one.
0: We should really prep each other for these questions because that's <laughs> that is a that's a head scratcher. Well, that <clears> they <throat> well, that, that whole handling over lockdown and and sort of losing the run of myself. I put on about a stone and a half, like, and I was really, really down in the dumps and didn't see the 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 other side of it for, I'd say, the best part of six weeks or so. Mm-hmm. But I don't want us. I've already talked about that, and we're here now, and I'm flying. So we'll look at something else. Um, two of the probably one of the biggest life lessons for me was. Whenever I moved to New Zealand, naive as could be, we'd booked two nights in a hostel in Auckland. We knew nobody, we had no work lined up, and we thought that sure, two nights that'll that'll sort out the rest of the year first. And I quickly realized that out on your own with no family, no friends, not a clue about anybody, it just wasn't going to be that handy, and no money really, apart from a bit of savings. And I'd say, fast forward a month, moved in with a couple who were uh, headbangers. <laughs> Absolute like, <laughs> And was working in a World Cup shop because we were there at the Rugby World Cup. and I remember the shirt. I remember uh, the shirt. It was a fantastic jersey. Now, the uniform Perfect. was about the only good thing about it. <laughs> we were... <coughs> We, you know, you hear about everyone going travel and how good it is and how, you know, it's just the best thing ever. write like, a passage, really. We were a month there and miserable, miserable and ready to come home, ready to give up on the whole idea of this earth changing or life changing uh, time in your life. Like, and I remember we're sort of sitting just we went to Starbucks every day to get out of the house from them freaking loopers. We hopefully
1: sitting,
0: they're not listening for feathers, well if they are what about you <laughs> <Well. laughs> uh, we were sitting in Starbucks drinking coffee that's when I first started drinking coffee in New Zealand too like I never drank before that when I anyway, in Starbucks and just sort of saying right are we gonna go home here or what are we gonna do and it was there was a part of me I felt like a failure for taking this big move and you had the going away party and you had the whole lot and then you could be back within a month, tail between the legs. And part of me annoyed at myself for not having work set up and not networking and not doing things. Cause I thought it would be so easy and it wasn't. So we sort of said to ourselves, right, we're gonna give this one more go. We'll move down to Wellington. We'll give ourselves two weeks and if it's, in, if it's not happening, if we're still not happy, we'll just come home. What do you do? At least you give it a go. And we moved down and I sort of made it in my head, my purpose to speak to anybody that looked at me. And day two, I was in the gym and I was wearing my throne shorts and a fella from West Meath noticed them, sparked up a conversation. By the end of the week, me and Han both the jobs and the house, and It was we've made friends for life and had 10 months of the best of our lives for that and it was just you were sort of when you were backed into a corner you had the choice do you just quit or do you do everything in your power to make it work and we chose the latter and thankfully it did work and if it didn't you could still hold your hands up and say I tried everything and come home with your head held high as opposed to just giving up you know so that's that's mine
1: i like it i like it no i like and I, I wanted to go a bit deeper there today um because we've had good conversations but i want deep conversations man as i said that's what i said in the, in the initial one and i like that good man what do you got for me
0: well that, the reason I, I have a good <clears throat> question for you because my answer is good <laughs> so <laughs> i'll ask you this if you and, and the reason i'm asking this is twofold one because for anybody listening Niall's a massive superhero nerd, so this is sort of like a superhero power. And two, if you had a superpower, I believe this would be it. He's holding up an encyclopedia of comics. He is the nerdiest geek you'll ever meet. <laughs> your uh, your your superpower probably would be that you're incredibly empathetic. It's one of your major coaching skills is your your ability to empathize and walk. In the shoes of of people who have come on from injury weight loss look and they'll do this or that you can you can see and feel what they need and that's probably why you've done so well so this is a this combines the two if you could <clears throat> sort of be like in the passenger seat of someone's life for a day so you can see hear feel everything that they do for a day you can experience the world through their eyes ears and but but also how they feel with what's going on around them who would you be and why now you can't do anything you just have to suck it all up
1: that's an interesting question that's it there's there are a couple of people's there's a couple of people that have sprung to my mind straight away, but for very different reasons. One of them being Elon Musk, and another one being um, a guy called Simon Sinek, um, and they're for very, very different reasons. Um, I'm assuming that whenever I'm embodying this person, I can I can feel their feelings and hear their thoughts, but what I can't actually thing? I can't <laughs> actually affect anything, any change. So I would love to. I would love to be inside Elon Musk's head for a day just to see what it's like to be that damn smart man. and to have as much going on inside your head and to have as much going on in your world as that there. I don't know if I would like that as my life, but it would be so interesting to see what that, basically that bandwidth is like up top. Like, so he, he's one of the smartest men that's ever lived. Um, he's, he's, he's an inventive man. He's a creative man and he's a visionary. I think it would just be so interesting to see. But... From an emotional standpoint, he seems fairly robotic. So it'd be interesting to see what he is actually like and what feelings there are inside that big husk of a man, big husk of a brain of his or what's going on inside. The other guy, Simon Sinek, if nobody's ever heard of him, he wrote, he's wrote a few very good books, start with Y being probably his most popular one. Um, he does a very good podcast. And whenever we talked about doing a podcast, his was the podcast that I, if I, if, I, if, I, if I could take one accolade from somebody and that could be mine and I could give that to the world, it would be his podcast. That would, It's the most amazing thing I've ever listened to. The way you're talking about me being empathetic, he, he is in another, in another stratosphere. He, the way he can talk to people and connect with them emotionally is, for me, an absolute superpower. He freely expresses his emotions, which is something I've struggled with throughout my life, which I'm trying to get better at, and I've done a lot of work to do that. Um, but to probably be inside his head and, and to feel the depth of his emotions, the way he feels them, and feel as though you can express them to the level that he expresses them, I think that would be an amazing experience. And just to think the way that he thinks as well. He's such a caring and loving and... Emotionally intelligent man that I think just being in his mind for a day or just being in his position for one day, you would take so much. And for anybody that knows me that listen to this, you've never ta- heard me talk like this. This is what goes on inside my head that I never speak about. <laughs> this is part and parcel of the reason that I'm doing this podcast is because I find myself uh, not never to be able to verbalize the things that went on in my head properly. Like, no, no problem writing about them. Just never, never talking about them. Simon Sinek is a man that I I would aspire to be the tenth of the, the way he expresses himself. Um, so between Elon and Simon, that'd be a fair good. If I could split twelve and twelve, I'd, I'd spend right. half the day in Simon said and half the half the day in Elon two, said.
0: Two very different experiences, I imagine. Funny, I, I thought I thought Musk could be interesting just to see what his thought process is when presented with with challenge. You know. Because yeah. he is, uh, he's the richest man in the world. Like you don't get there for. He doesn't
1: a see. I don't think he sees things as well. Nah, he does. He sees them as challenges, but he doesn't see them as obstacles. It's Was this is
0: awesome? what
1: we're this is what we're doing now. How do we work this into the system?
0: But I'll tell you who my answer is. <clears throat> it's my son Caleb Michal Grimes. Oh, for anybody who is unaware, Caleb's is deaf. So I would just love to spend the day in his body experiencing that challenge just so that I have, I could appreciate what he has to go, not go through, but contend with contest with because he's a very smart boy and he's a very, he's getting very confident. I don't know where he gets that, but he's getting very confident. <laughs> so ask your, is, ask your hell uh, man. we're button heads a lot at the minute. He's pushing all the boundaries. <laughs> so uh, just love to have a day inside that little brain because it goes 100 miles an hour and even just to understand what it feels like for him you know just to to live with, with his disability more. you know that would be that would be what I would do it's not the richest man in the world but it's, as one, it's one that would give me a greater insight into how I can be a better person because Absolutely. it's, uh, it's uh, he's He's my, he's my puzzle.
1: (laughs) I absolutely like, I think spending any time, if you, if you could do that and you could jump into the, into the brains or, or minds or, or position of your, any of your children, it'd be lovely to, to experience a sort of a dual existence where you experience what they think and feel in your presence too. I think that'd be lovely. That'd be a nice thing to, to feel the feelings that they feel when you walk into the room. Uh, and just to know that, I suppose that's that's more that's maybe a sign of insecurity. Just I need yeah, to know that uh, they love me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Go away, Dad! Would ya? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: shit, there he comes again. <laughs> Silly dance moves. <laughs> all right.
0: That's uh all right, but that's uh, uh, I didn't think of my answer <clears throat> until after I thought of the question because I had originally thought of Musk as well because I suppose yeah. he's quite topical, like but buying Twitter and that's whatnot. An but then I actually, the more I thought about it, the more I thought. No, I think a day in, in the in the passenger seat of of Caleb's world would be an interesting one.
1: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. No, there's, there's definitely a lot of people. If you I suppose if you sat and thought about that question for a long time, you would have a list as long as your arm. Um, and because this is a fictitious question, you could pull out anybody. You could pull out Muhammad Ali, Need Armstrong, anybody, and uh, pick the day that you that you experienced too. So. That's yeah. a good. One. That's a good one. That's an nice thought experiment for the listeners. Like, who would yeah. you? Who would you like to embody for a day?
0: Yeah, some people just like the chance to get it out of their own head. I'd say. Mm.
1: Right, I so think this, that so people is. Wow. <sighs> more self care.
0: I <laughs> more self care.
1: Let's well, wrap it all up
0: nicely. It has. We uh, we dovetailed that beautifully. So, <laughs> I episode three done already. I want to quickly. Just say thank you to everyone who's listened to the first couple of podcasts because we did this very much for ourselves and we've had a a lot of positive feedback which has just reaffirmed their decision to link up each week and and tackle a different subject so thank you so much for your support and I recommend this to someone else then if you think it's good. <laughs> it's a bit of a crack at the end of the day. It's two men
1: talking uh, a bit of a yarn every week and hopefully somebody gets something from it. It's always nice to hear feedback and it doesn't have to be good. If you think you've got any constructive criticism, of us if you want to call us a parent, whatever, just let us know. We'll take it all on board. We're big boys.
0: Yeah, you'll just get blocked off social media and, <laughs> and canceled. Um, but apart from that, all right. <laughs> right? I'll lose. Chat to you next guys. week.